You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Another loss for the tank. The Coyotes are one step closer to 32nd place, one step closer to Connor Bedard. If you want to spin it that way. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the PHNX Coyotes postgame show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Steve Peters. Craig Morgan will be joining us for Mullet Arena shortly. PD, six straight losses. Mullet magic is nowhere to be found. And uh, the Coyotes are plummeting, which is going exactly to plan. Exactly as planned. That's eight goals in two games since getting back to the Mullet. The magic has officially disappeared. Six straight losses. But again, when we said... 10 days ago, there was no chance this team is going to get towards the bottom and they're way too far ahead of Chicago. It's not going to happen. Hold the phone. They play Chicago head to head three more times. It's not impossible. This team right now is really struggling at a lot of the basics. They're struggling to defend, They're turning pucks over. Um, this is a game they, they, I don't want to say easily could have won. This is a game they could have won if they if they play mistake free hockey again, and even even at the start of the third period, the, the, the game winning goal. If you go back and watch that, the miscommunication between Velimaki and um, Vemelka is what causes that. Velimaki had no idea that puck's coming his way. He thinks it's going to the other corner, so it kind of startled him and turned the puck over nine seconds in, and that's when the wind was out of their sails, and this one was over. Yeah, it, it was, you know, not. Not their best game. They were up at us at one point, I will say. So it's not like this game was was dead and gone. Um, the Sharks came back, scored a bunch of unanswered goals. Um, it, it was just one of those ones. And Christian Fisher even said it in the first intermission um, to Jody Jackson. Just, you know, when we score the first goal, we tend to play well. When we don't, sometimes we struggle. So, it you know, it seemed like maybe they could get back. But to me, like, I'm fine with this loss. This was one that we kind of circled as a must-lose on the calendar. San Jose is kind of neck and neck with Arizona in the standings. As far as wanting to sink down, this was a game that was a good loss. And if you look at it, Barrett Hayton, another goal, which we'll get to the walking and talking effect in a few minutes. Um, but Barrett Hayton on the score sheet, Christian Fisher, Chikrin and Gostaspare with assists on both those goals. Like, small thing, small good things happened even though, like, as a whole, maybe it's just like, oh, my God, another loss. But even that, though, Leah, from the blue line in and the offensive zone, this was a good game for the Coyotes. I thought they maintained uh, offensive zone pressure. I thought they had good chances at the net. I thought they skated well. It's just from their defensive zone in. It's where this team struggled. And, you know, it's just I, I don't want to keep beating the, the broken drum. Is it a broken drum or a broken record? I don't know. But whatever. They keep doing the same shit over and over again. So it's not mentioned for the blue line and in, you're right. I, I thought Barrett Hayton might've had one of his better games of the year tonight. Like he was net front on the power plays. He, he got the goal um, early in the game. Like he looked really good. I thought he has really played well with Schmaltz and Keller. I think that's been a good dynamic and I hope they continue to, to work on that experiment and keep those guys together for a while. Um, you talked about Chicker and Chicker and Gosses bear Chicker is again, he's a plus two again, um, and he <laughs> led the team in shot attempts with eight. Gosses led the team in shot on goal with four, and Hayton had the most shots by a forward. Like, there were some offensive good things. And we said this when they played Chicago, that game was 
horrible. It was bad. It was slow. It was very hard to find good things in that game. Yeah, it was hard to watch. And this game, again, they were skating well and they were playing well. And they just have to clean up their defensive zone. And their coverage in front of the blue paint is just horrific. They're, and that's a team stat. That's not the goaltender. That's not the defenseman. That's a team stat, their well, ability to defend. And you look at that first goal. There were four Coyotes. Four guys standing there. Right there. And then and Veggie was caught out of position. And that, that shot goes in. And you're just like, how how did that happen? You know, he how, how does that player get all alone in that spot? And you go look at it again. There's so many things. Like Kraus, who's a very responsible defensive player, he thinks that Arizona is going to get possession of the puck. So he goes for a breakout pass along the wall. That opens up that lane. And I think guys got caught a little bit puck watching, but you just thought the puck was going to bounce the other way. And all of a sudden it ends up uh, on a San Jose shark stick right in the slot. So it's their defending was really off tonight. Um, but their offense was there. And, and when they come out of the first period, 2-1 with goals from from Hayton and Fisher. And I tell you what, <laughs> Fisher, I don't know what it is. He keeps getting those breakaways. Like they're not. It's we unreal. He's going to get these gritty goals where it bounces off him or he's slapping it in off a rebound and all this scrums. He's had breakaways. Like his last three goals have been off breakaways. It's amazing <laughs> to me. Amazing. <laughs> the, the fleet of foot and fancy hands of Christian Fisher. I know. Absolutely. Well, let's get into this one by the numbers um, and kind of see that offensive performance i guess if you will um which is that the coyotes kind of held their own once again in shots on goal 33 to 27 um in favor of san jose again no special teams no um power play goals in this one coyotes you know need to capitalize on their power play but san jose i think they have one of the better penalty kills in the nhl if i'm not mistaken which might yeah, be they're surprising right. they're, they're top three for sure yeah given their standing um but of course they you know we can't forget they do have some studs on the back end um and, you know, another physical game for the Coyotes. We saw Josh Brown drop the gloves in this one. You know, he's kind of been getting it done, especially with Liam O'Brien's absence um, in that sense of toughness. But if you just look at these numbers minus the 4-2 final, like not bad in terms of being even. So this kind of came down to some some mistakes that I know the Coyotes are probably working on cleaning up. Yeah, that too. And the other thing you, you pointed out is the power play go 0 for 4 again. And, and during this six-game losing streak, they have scored one power play goal. And this team goes as their power play goals. When their power play was hot to start the season, they were getting some wins and racking up some some opportunities there. And now they're, they're, they've dried up. I, I will say today, I thought there was a little bit of puck movement and they looked like they had some opportunities on the power play. And then they get out again on the power play and they can't get the puck in the zone. So it's, it was a really hot and cold power play today. And I think this team has to get opportunities and they have to score when they're on the power play because, let's face it, I, I mean, we've, we know the offense spreads around for this team, but if they're going to get wins, they have to score on the power play. They can't go one for whatever they've gone here in, in the last six games. It's gonna, it's, they're going to have to break through if they want to get wins here. And do they? I, I don't know. You see, Connor Bedard does it again. He goes back to junior, and he's tearing it up again. Like he's got something like seventy some points in twenty some games. I mean, I'm clearly that's not Wikipedia, but like it's close. Google it. He's getting a lot of points. He's not a bad player. So if you're going to get last, and you're going to lose, we keep saying it. This is the year. Listen, and we were getting a a little bit freaked out here um, to start the season when the Coyotes were winning more games than we expected. Um, and, and we kept pulling up that punch card and saying, look at all those games left and it's kind of happening. They're on this slide and guess who's on the up and up, up and up by, I mean, two game, two wins in a row, the Chicago Blackhawks. So anything can happen. There's still a lot of time left. And this was an important one against, you know, a team, a San Jose team that was, is one spot removed from Arizona. Now the other way. Um, and by the way, just a, a small little personal note here. Um, shout out to my friend, Matt, who lives in San Jose, who since game one of the season has been texting me every single time San Jose loses one loss closer to Bedard, one loss closer to Bedard. So we had a little friendly wager tonight. Um, and he Venmoed me $10 when this game ended because oh. I said the Sharks would win. He said the Coyotes would win and I won. So hello, Matt. I don't think you're watching, but if you are, <laughs> thanks for the 10 bucks. Um, but let's get into the keys pd because thing that un first of all like pd doesn't just pull these keys out of nowhere he does his research because when the coyotes win they tend to do well with these and when they lose 
They don't. So let's pull up the keys because every single one of these had some. Well, sort of Carlson impact. Carlson gets a, an assist on the uh, you know at the end of the game on the fourth goal. I I think he was a, a consistent contributor to this game. I don't think he was the factor in this game. He was good, but I don't think it was all Eric Carlson. He has you know five shots attempt at, at the net. He got one on net. He's plus two. Um, but I tell you what, this team has got to figure out a way to get through January. I mean, I, I, for as hot as they were in November, just January has been poor. And veggie, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, again, I don't want to blame the goaltender, but but I think he's got to have at least one of these tonight. I, yeah. I just don't think he's been as sharp as he was before the Christmas break. I think he was much stronger before the break. It's what has he given up his last six, six, five, four, four. Like it's, they need a big game out of veggie coming up here and he, and he needs it to, to turn his season around. But, but what happened to him last season is they gave him a break. And that's when wedgie could come in. Wedgwood came in and he played two or three and Wedgwood got hot, which gave veggie a rest. So Vimelka could get back and, and playing on top of his game again. And he didn't tonight. And I'm concerned. I hope um, Connor Ingram can give him a little bit of a break um, and win some games because Veggie needs to, 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 to take a breather. I mean, he's getting a lot of work. He's been ridden hard this year. Maybe it's time that, that Ingram gets a game or two just so he can get back on track. Yeah, and I know Ingram was out with illness, and they recalled Prozatov. They okay. sent Prozatov back to Tucson. Um, so Ingram is back in the mix, but we'll see, you know, with back-to-back every single weekend. We'll definitely see Ingram in the mix there. Don't know if he'll get in more than he's, um, you know, been in lately because it's kind of been veggie carrying the load. But you're right. You know, we were kind of going from discussing him being maybe trade bait, maybe an all-star, to all of a yeah. sudden the last few it's been – like what's going on with him? So, I mean, it, it's a it's also a mental game with goalies, and if the team is struggling and he's struggling, it's hard um, to get out of that. And yeah, you know what? Yeah, the Coyotes sure. do the Coyotes do play Winnipeg soon, so we all know how he does against he does the Jets. There. So maybe yeah. that'll be his reset. And by no means do I want to sit there and hang this loss on Vamilka. No, at no, no, all. No, I, I'm just saying he's he's been the guy that's held them in these games when the team has played like this in front of them. That defensive performance from the blue line in was poor. And you used to talk about that first goal as a one on four. They turn over the puck behind the net on, on the game winning goal at the start of the third. This is a team loss, and these are big mistakes by the team, not Veggie. Veggie's just, they're so used to him bailing the team out and making unbelievable, you know, 40 save performances to bail the team out over and over again. That hasn't been happening of late. It's it's absolutely not uh, hanging this loss on Vimelka. He's still making big saves. Even that that toe save he makes uh, on the second goal, unbelievable save. And, he, you know, he, they put in the rebound because they're not back checking. They're not covering the right men. And it's just, it's just unfortunate for him because if, if, if you swapped him with with Chicago and put him in the Chicago net, that that team would be on the verge of the playoffs right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, okay, bees. Yeah. Appreciate you. Well, all right. Let's get into some more positivity because because that's all I'm all about. Yeah. Well, first of all, let, let's just address the elephant in the room. What is the puzzle behind okay. you? You see, you know, <laughs> I, I, I did say there was going to debut two new puzzles. The chat was stoked at the beginning of the show, and we kind of didn't address it. And this is, maybe if you're not familiar with this, this is just a coffee break with a bunch of lattes and coffees. But the big thing about these puzzles is the box and the picture is not what the puzzle is. What? Yes, it's different. They they throw in, (laughs) they move the pictures around or they're different colors or it has coffee beans up here, but in the, on the picture, it's coffee spoons and it's called a oops mistakes puzzle. And you have to, you have, it's harder than hell because you can't go by the box. But it makes it that much more fun. So there is the coffee break puzzle, and that's puzzle number two from Christmas 2022. <laughs> All right. See, we're already in a better mood, ready ready to talk some positivity. That's unreal. I've never heard of that. Um, thank you for sharing. Yeah, and, we'll, we'll, and we'll see another one um, later this week, so I can't wait. Um, but let's talk a little bit more about Barrett Hayton, um, who scored his fourth goal of the season today, now has three goals and eight points in his last seven games. And we've been teasing that PD and Barrett were going to do a walk-in and talk-in and that this was going to be the thing. And they did it today, like literally this morning. And then what does he do? Go out and score 
first Coyotes goal of the game, and the it's the opposite of a like the magic, the juju of of walking and talking is so alive and well. Um, PD, like everyone's going to be begging to come on walking and talking. So I was at the ice den this morning, clearly because I did the walking and talking and fish came by and Christian Fisher came by and said, whose turn is it today? And I said, it's Barrett Hayton. And I said, he's going to get some of that, that, uh, that good luck. And fish goes, what good luck. And he was kind of going, he said, I said, we got, you got a goal and assist right after. He said, yeah, but I've had nothing since. And I said, well, maybe soon. And then he scores. So I do think now, I'm telling you, now that Barrett Hayton got this, and I don't know if you saw Barrett Hayton today on Walking and Talking, but he was relaxed. He's loose. He's, yeah. I think he's having fun again, and it shows on the ice. And I, I tell you what, the, there's no question this kid can play hockey, but I'm just, he needed to loosen up a little bit. And I am so happy for him because it, the game is funner, much more fun. Is funner not a word? I think Craig gets mad at when I say it is more fun. HK. HK doesn't mean it's more fun either, when you're playing so. well. So yeah, I'm really happy to see Barrett Hayton do well. And we'll see who's next. I, I don't know. Boogie, the boogie man came up and said he might want to go next. So there, there, there is starting to be. <laughs> and now with this goal, oh boy, howdy. And the fact that you just being in Christian Fisher's like presence rejuvenated. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I said to him too, it's coming back again. And I threw a buddy. I might even throw two buddies in there with with him with Barrett Hayton today on the walk and talk. Hey buddy. So I got some buddies and so it's pretty also happy. almost I got hit so by a fun. golf cart. So. It was funny, but they were doing that on purpose because they get golf carted back. Oh, and so they were trying to run into they were you. swerved at us on and that's good. To, that's good. Yeah. Love it. Um yeah and, and Christian Fisher obviously also I mean despite maybe he believes that he's hasn't had anything lately um that was his eighth goal of the season. He's on pace for a career year and goals that was something he told us before the season started that was you know, a goal of his to increase his his goal scoring this season, and and he's done that. Um, it's really great to see from him. Yeah, and we talked about fish too. It's it's funny because hey, he'll be the first to tell you he has struggled around the net, and he's been he's struggled to 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 have that scoring touch, as it were. But his goals, I they're really good goals, and they're you know they're skilled goals. So good for him, and he put a put the work in over the summer to get that part of his game going again. And I think he has, I mean, I know he's not a, he's, he wouldn't want to hear this, but I don't know if he's a 30 goal scorer, but if he can get close to 20 goals and Christian Fisher does the things that he does on the ice, he's killing penalties for you. And he brings that energy every night. He does the right things when he hops over the boards, um, never quits in the defensive zone, all of those things. And on top of that, he gets you close to 20 goals. Um, that's a big win and, and especially what he does off the ice and what he does in the room and how he prepares as a professional all of those things and he wants to be here and he's proud to be a coyote and he wants to be a coyote so i think those are the things that are going to come into play is is i mean let's face it this is the end of his his contract's up so is, is this a guy you sign to me the answer is absolutely like he he's done what he's asked of and the coaching staff loves him the room loves him I would think that he's a guy that they would like to have back in a Coyote jersey come next season. Let's hope so. Yeah, and sticking with you know the theme of the day, the Shark Tank, Tank, Ocean, Fish, we had to we had to go this way, and uh, that's why Christian Fisher is tonight's DraftKings King of the Game. One goal, two shots. Um, obviously, shout out Barrett Hayton as well. And also shout out Shane Gossesbear and Jacob Chikrin. Both wow. um, yep. assisted on both goals tonight. So all of those guys deserve honorable mentions. But, you know, just Fisher, what he's done, what all the things we just talked about. And, uh, you know, Fish, Ocean, Tank had to go with it. So congrats to Christian Fisher. And I saw um, B's comment a minute ago about Hayton's going to have a hat trick a week from now if we're going to, you know, stick with the walking <laughs> yeah. and talking magic. Hey, listen, just maybe make a note of yourself. Note today's date. There's another game next Tuesday. If you want to put yes. some money, Get some money on Barrett on Hayton, anytime goal score, or maybe multiple goals next week, you can definitely do that on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Um, just even if you just do a weenie bet like I do, it's it's fun and it just makes it so much more fun um, to watch the games as well. And uh, there's a new exciting promotion right now on DraftKings. All new and existing customers can get a no sweat bet each day of the wild card round this weekend um, for all the NFL playoff games. Just place any NFL bet of your choice. And if it loses, 
you'll get a free bet back up to $10. So, PD, I know you've been betting on NFL a lot, and you said, what were you, four for five? Four for five. So that fifth one that you were not 100% on, you would have gotten a free bet back with this promotion. I know. So – it's a great bet. It's a great for you. Um, so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code PHNX. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook. That's code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And uh, we have we don't have the OG's side counter tonight, but that's okay. Um, I think I, I, haven't, that much. I haven't really good. heard a side. Yeah. Good. It's okay. Yeah, we're, we're pretty we're zen. Okay. Um, yeah. But I'm really excited because OG's is going to be out there with us at Dobson Ranch on Friday um, at the PHNX Tea Party. And they sometimes they have like flavor samples. They're non-medicated gummies just so you can taste their flavors. And I really, really, really want to try their new strawberries and cream flavor. Like I cannot mm-hmm. wait to try it. Another thing during we had a staff meeting today that Max gives out like awards for different things and like OGs was the prize. So like OGs is a prize. <laughs> yeah, welcome to yes, work at PHNX. But but um if you haven't tried the happy balance ratio flavor from OGs, check it out. It's their new CBD THC gummy strawberries and cream. Um, and you can find them at your local dispensary. You must be 21 or older to enjoy. Um, but I can't wait to try that strawberries and cream flavor and can't wait to see OGs out of the PHNX tea party this Friday, which I'm very much looking forward to. 48 hours. No, yeah. wait more than that. 72. 72. Yep, three days. Um, well, PD, as we wait for Craig to arrive, one more thing we haven't yet to talk about, which is that we might have avoided catastrophe tonight <laughs> with the Jacob Chikrin. Boy, howdy, did my heart stop for about a minute there. I tell you what, we've said it. It's three shows in a row now that you go, Ooh, remember he was missed. He missed a shift the last game. You come out to find it was a, it was just a equipment skate issue. It was absolutely no injuries. Now today, he goes down like that, getting hit in the knee. You hope it was just a stinger, a little bruise from getting hit like that, which it clearly was. Cause he came back and he played and he played well. This has got to be. Can you imagine what Bill Armstrong must be going through in the GM suite when he sees him go down like that? Like, oh no, God, no! And like, like his face. Oh, the scream and the slow mo. But that's just. But Leah, we've talked about what he's going to bring at the trade deadline over and over, and his numbers are great, and he's a, a plus plus six or seven now in the season. Everything's great until he gets hurt. So if you're going to make a move. Whew, Boy, howdy! Don't wait too long. That was, that, it, that was like a sobering moment, kind of. Yes. It, like he, we've seen him be really good. We always say every game, oh, he's raising his trade value. He's raising his yes. trade value. And then, you know, a critique of him is like, oh, you know, he's been plagued with injuries over the course of his career, even though he's so young. And then you see that happen. You think, like, I was just thinking, there's no way he's ever getting traded now. Like, who's gonna want? Or, or Bill Armstrong won't get his asking price because here's a guy who just can't avoid injury and granted like that specific injury that he hopefully thwarted it seems like hopefully fingers crossed it was just a bruise on his knee that just sometimes when you like you go down you think like it feels worse than it is hopefully we'll um maybe get an update from craig in a second but man it all just flashed before my eyes and that's the fear that's the fear right now with with that that kind of a deal and there's so many teams around this league right now and I, we won't get into the long list. It's for another show. But there's a long list of NHL teams that think they have a chance in the playoffs that need a defenseman. So I, I, I hope, I hope this deal gets done. I know it's not imminent, but you see things like that. See things like that, and you get scary. Yep. Well, here he is, the man himself, um, with a very, very, very glowy background today. It's, did he bring that award? So, so did it, did he bring the award he won? And it's the light okay. glimmering. Okay, like John Travolta, like Saturday Night Fever God. tonight. Did you wipe your camera? I don't that's know what Vaseline. the hell is going on. Let me try For that. sure, that's yeah, Vaseline. Yeah, that's Craig won Sports Writer of the Year, not Sports uh, on Camera. Definitely nothing to do with visuals. <laughs> sports do not writer, look to me for anything not visual. Videographer. Good <laughs> um, lord. 
For those who don't know, congratulations <laughs> to Craig on being named National Sports Media Association's Arizona Sports Writer of the Year. Yay, claps for Craig. Um, cheers for Craig. Um, Chide, D- Doug Holler also won that award. And then Jody Jackson, um, yes. Sports Broadcaster of the Year. So obviously we see her a lot on Valley um, for the Coyotes. So congrats, Craig. And congrats, congrats Craig. to Doug and Jody. But very well deserved. There's nobody who uh, works harder, deserves it more than Craig. So. Yeah, we, we give you shit all the time, but that was oh, genuine. But now we're going to go back to roasting you for your. Please, <laughs> please do. Yeah, because I don't want to talk about my award. I don't know what's up. Like you guys see, I'm in the same damn suite every night. <laughs> like some night the lights look like this. Like I'm in. Uh, I don't know what this is, actually. This is, like I said, it's like a disco movie. I don't know what's going on here. Wow. So enjoy. Enjoy glowing me. I don't know what the hell this is, but let's talk about the game. And unless you don't want to talk about it anymore. I mean. Um, We've talked about um yeah not we've really. talked about it. <laughs> yeah. You uh, you talked to you talked to oh yeah, we were just talking about Chikrin. Is he okay? Yeah, it's what we thought. It's it's a contusion. So he was he was in the dressing room afterward. He'll be fine. The, you know, they'll do what they do for contusions, but he just took it off the side of the knee and yeah, that was a scary that's moment. A, that's a tender spot. I've like slammed that on corners of stuff like <laughs> that hurts. Yeah, so. and, and with his history, you're just like uh ugh. yeah. And with everything going on, obviously, so exactly, it's, you know, I you know we talk a lot about the walking and talking uh, blessing. You know, we saw a couple guys score that had just curse. just been on. I, I well, I mean, he did. Yeah. I, you you got to give it to him. Barrett Hayden scored right after you talked to him. Mm-hmm. So maybe the walking and talking thing is like now instant. It's not like. It's not it like a disease where there's an incubation period. It, it it's instant where <laughs> it's got to fester a little bit, <laughs> fester under I the skin. I take back everything I said about it. Before you. it breaks <laughs> out, yeah, great, Craig. Good enough. Oh god. All right. Oh man. But so, yeah. continue, continue. I don't know what else to say. We talked to fish. We yeah. What did fish say? That's what it's just fish is just like it, it, I, I tweeted this. It just. I, I never have a bad interview with a guy. It doesn't matter what happened. And I don't want to like be too dramatic, but like, I, I swear if this, if there's tragedy in this guy's life, he'll still deliver a great interview. He's just, he's so respectful of the media and it's more than that. He's just a thoughtful person. So anytime you ask him a question, he's not going to give you the cliches. He's not going to mail it in. He's going to think about it. He's going to give you a, a reasoned and detailed response. It's unbelievable. Whoa, oh boy. Walking and talking itis and then Petey the like super it. spreader. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Keep going. Oh, is on to something here. Need to walk and talk with Veggie. He needs the mojo. Yeah. Yeah, we might need to redeem Verbata as a translator on that the, one. Uh, the Velamaki mistake behind the net. That was just uh that was a casual play and that's a tough goal, and that changes the complexion of the game. But again, that you know, Andre talked about this again. He liked the work ethic of his team. He liked the injury, seeing mental mistakes, of course. And you wonder, guys, Petey, you know this. You you can you can rest all you want, and you can maybe have the legs, but travel, the schedule, it still wears on you mentally as well. So you can make mental mistakes because your brain isn't sharp. It's just. You're not in you're you're not in a good rest cycle, right? You're not getting enough rest. So even if the body feels okay, the mind still might not be there entirely. And you might I just wonder how much the schedule is gonna wear on them. And oh, by the way, in the middle of this 15 and 26 stretch, let's go to Minnesota and Winnipeg for a back to back and then come back home. Are yeah. you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Come on, it, it, couldn't, it couldn't have been LA Anaheim or something if right. you're gonna make them do that. Just yeah, every time this team, you think they're going to get, oh, they're home and they're going to get a rest and they're going to get a breather. It, it's just right back on the treadmill and it's hard. And it, Craig, yeah. to your point, it isn't just like, that's a mental mistake that Valley Maki and, and it's a communication between the goalie and the defenseman to make sure that they know what's going on. It just, it was very casual play and they just weren't sharp. And there were so many mistakes in the defensive zone where they just yeah. weren't in sync together. And some of that is mental and, and it is wearing and tired. And you've talked to guys on the staff and in the locker room, they're tired yeah. and it's, you can give them a day off, but they're still tired because they have to do it tomorrow. And that, that back to back this weekend is absolutely horrific because if you're going the other way, it's maybe not quite as bad, but you got to get into Canada and you're, you know, you're clearing customs and you got, it's hard. And get, Winnipeg in January. Oh, yeah, this is going to be, it's going to be cold and it's just, 
you're going to get in late at night and then yeah. you got customs and then you're going to get a hotel late. And then guess what? You play a Winnipeg jet team that's playing much higher than their expectations were to start the season. And guess what? It's really hard to play in that building. And the only win they've had in the last, what, 12 years is a shutout yeah. by Lamelka. Yeah. They don't play that well in that building no. overall. Um, but you, you know, it's funny. You mentioned, it's not funny, actually, it's kind of sad, but you mentioned, you feel like there's there's a big losing streak coming at some point this season. Well, they're what is it six straight now, and yep. Ottawa coming before that road trip. If they don't get a win in this last game at Mullet, we might be staring at a a really big losing streak. Which, of course, for the the ultimate goal is okay, but for the players, it sucks. For it sucks to be in the stretch. Yeah, because you look at the teams coming in, and I know we'll get to the schedule later, but you look at the Ottawa game, and I think that's, we've said it last year, they've, the last two times they've played this team, they've been in shootouts. I mean, I mean, not literally a shootout at the end of the game. I mean, high-scoring games where it's back and forth and people are scoring. I think that's going to be the same against Ottawa. Again, they're, they're a team that doesn't defend incredibly well either, but they have offensive firepower. But then after that, Minnesota and Winnipeg on the road, those are really tough games. And then they come home to Detroit. Detroit's interesting because that's a much better team than people – probably aware of yeah, yeah that it's it's not a bad hockey team um they're young and coming and, they, and they're 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 where the coyotes want to be in a couple of years we talk about buffalo and and detroit in the same breath as teams on the rise this detroit team's got some talent so it's it's not a gimme like it was you know a year or two ago when you detroit was on the downswing they're better and, and then after that then it gets really hard washington dallas vegas and you go, oh boy anaheim anaheim is humongous big game at the end of the month that's a that's a must 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 lose and then after that they finally get a freaking week off except for clayton Clayton keller yeah yeah exactly yeah but i just and he used to fly across the country yeah it's not in vegas this year it's in freaking florida so and no, somebody asked in the chat, and I, I'm bad at that. Ken, Ken Keller. Oh, it was Kenny. Send Keller skipped the All Star game, and the answer is probably not. He would get the league suspended. Really cracked down. He'd on have to be hurt. Missing that, you have to be hurt, and you have yeah. to be hurt and going if you, into that. And if you skip it, don't you get suspended a game? Yeah, that happened to was it Ovi? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So yeah, the, he will be playing it in that game. Okay. Yeah, oh boy. that's rough. Well, let's talk about something a little bit fun for a sec. <laughs> Okay. Um, okay, you guys went to practice today and noticed something on the ice the Coyotes were wearing. Mm-hmm. And we have the picture that Craig tweeted. These pants Ooh. with a cactus on the side. If you're listening on audio, if you saw Craig tweeted this earlier, basically the Coyotes like maroonish pants, but there's a tan cactus silhouette on the side. Well, what is happening here? What is going on? What can Gotta- we, uh, what, what is this? There's going to be a new uniform unveiled. I don't know when. I, you know, I I apologize. I know uniforms are a big deal to a lot of people, and I'll take a picture like this. But the Coyotes like to uh, they like to reveal this stuff on their own. It's a big deal to them. So, it, in terms of reporting, I can't say I'm doing a lot of digging to try and find out what the jersey hey, is. Guys. Not asking. Sorry. Not asking. Just <laughs> I will uh, say this. No, no, no but others excited. were. Others oh. were. Yes, plenty of others were. Leah, I will say this. And then this is not, this is he's sports writer of the year. We've already, we've already crowned him that today, but at the practice this morning, I will say someone in the PR staff had to actually pointed out to him that there was, a, <laughs> there may be something different on the uniforms. I'm just it, saying. And ask why too. Cause I was huddled in the warm room. I wasn't <laughs> even headed. It's freaking cool. I was like, there. so <laughs> I, I show up and I'm like, I look at Jeff's headers. I go, anything interesting going on there in terms of personality? He goes, nope. And I'm like, cool. I'm going to stay in the warm room. <laughs> So Sports there, it is. Here, there it is, baby. There, there's my in-depth reporting that you got yeah. today from yeah, somebody did point it out to me. Hey, go take we, a picture but, but, of the pants. Oh, okay. We'll no. wait because I mean I, I, clearly I know people are you said it too. People get jazzed about this stuff for sure. When they do it, they do it. I was just surprised to hear that there was another sweater, which I is know, in fact too. their this is their actual third jersey. Yeah. Or their alternate, not the reverse retro. This is their third jersey. So I, I did not know that. I expect news in the coming weeks. In the coming weeks. Okay, well, now I'll bring up something that is actually more journalisty, and that I know Craig has the answer to, um, because this is another thing that some people had questions about today. 
Dylan Gunther's rights in the WHL were traded from the Edmonton Oil Kings, which is not a very good team this year, to the Seattle Thunderbirds. Um, there was some question about what this means. Could this actually have an impact? Could Dylan Gunther go to Seattle, who is leading their conference, I believe, in the WHL right now, um, if they were to go on a playoff run? So, Craig, here, let me uh, boost you back up in your journalist understanding. What is what is what does this mean? And could we see Dylan Gunther in Seattle this year? Well, as you know, I talked to Bill Armstrong just a couple nights ago and wrote a neutral zone asking what the plan is for Dylan Gunther. And, and basically, Bill said the plan is for him to play. We're not thinking about keeping on number 40 games at this point so that he doesn't reach free agency a year early. We're not thinking about the conditioning stint. He's just here to play. Um, they're going to monitor him every five to 10 games segment. But in order for him to compete for Seattle in the playoffs, he would have to return by the March 3rd NHL trade deadline, which means, you know, they, they're going to have to, yeah, they're going to have to send him back in the middle of the season. So if, if you're, if you're going to do that, why, you know, I guess you could still do that if you wanted to keep him under the 40 game mark. But again, Bill said, that's, that's not, that's not the case. Now he's here to play games and, I would think that something dramatic would have to happen. He'd really have to tail off and start playing poorly for them to change their mind on this. My sense now that that's really unlikely it's going to happen. I always wonder about that when teams make make those deals. I, I guess it's just, well, we're willing to risk it, this in case you know we have the chance to get a player of Dylan Gunther's uh, caliber, but I just don't see it happening. Yeah, and it was part it was part of another trade, so I don't think they were kind of going out of their way but no no might as well the, the freaking trades going on in the chl lately have been like mind-blowing if you if you don't know what's going on just like do a quick google search it's uh, crazy right like look at the oil kings last season and this season just literally at no, the but top at the top of the chl and now like dead bottom just um off. how about cam loops and everett like trading yeah. freaking like yeah yeah crazy just crazy um you know if you want a little extra hockey drama go check that out it's really interesting um craig any final thoughts on this game tonight anything before we get to our our final note here with you no i'm good i, I think i'm good they, they took care of business right yeah took care of business exactly. lost, lost to a team they needed to lose to exactly with um, a few good individual performances yes. and that's exactly what we've said and they kept it kind of close till the end which we've also said there yep. you go. Exactly. Mission accomplished. Check Mission that accomplished. one off. Yep. Moving on to the next. Um, well, Craig, while we have you here um, quickly, we want to acknowledge a unfortunate passing in the Arizona hockey community that happened um, this week. Uh, Leo, I have to pull up the pronunciation. I'm not going to mess this up. Leo Gollum Bieski. There we go. Um, he was the founder of the Arizona Ice Cats. And we all know I'm a wildcat. You know, I contend among the Sun Devils here, obviously cheer for Greg Powers and the Sun Devils NCAA team. But as far as ACHA goes, Leo was the one who, you know, got the ball rolling on this. Um, he was a student at Arizona. He requested the athletic department to allow him to start a hockey program. And that's what started the Ice Cats all those years ago. He eventually went on to become the president of the ACHA, which is the American Collegiate Hockey Association, um, which includes um, ASU and U of A. ASU, of course, was just an ACHA program before elevating to NCAA status. ASU still has an ACHA team as well. But if you've been to a, a U of A hockey game in Tucson, it, like in my era, they're still a big deal. But in the, you know, the heyday of the Ice Cats, like those games were nuts, mm -hmm. nuts. And also as somebody who went to U of A and was around those games, like, um, you know, people who weren't student age, but maybe a little bit older, like still refer to the team as the Ice Cats would say to me like, wow, the Ice Cats, like games were so fun. Um, so, you know, Sorry to hear about his passing, but just know like the the huge impact that he had on hockey in Arizona and hockey in Tucson specifically. Pete, did you ever meet Leo? I did not, ah, which is surprising for as much as I was around that rink and, and yeah. the rinks here in town. That was it was a zoo. It was a zoo. It was a fun fun show, and they were they were definitely the precursor to ASU hockey. And Greg Powers, I know you have that talked about what an influence Leo was on him. 
Yeah. So we got to speak with um, ASU head coach Greg Powers today, who, you know, who knew him personally. Um, so without further ado, we'll let Greg Powers talk about Leo. We are joined by Arizona State head coach Greg Powers. Coach Powers, thank you so much for joining us. I know you knew Leo Golombieski well. Um, just what do you have to say about him before, you know, we get into he, he, Yeah, Leo, Leo was a legend in every way. Just he had a persona and an aura about himself. Um, and what he built in Tucson is 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 unbelievable. I mean, it, it was still to this day one of the very best environments in all of college hockey that I've ever been involved in as a coach or player, division one, ACHA, it doesn't matter. It was unbelievable what he was able to build at U of A. Um, and uh, he's the true pioneer of college hockey in Arizona in every way. How did you meet him, Greg? Uh, well, I was a freshman at ASU and we played them and, and they owned us. They, they had a 68 game win streak <laughs> wow. going into my freshman year. Like if you played ASU and U of A played ASU didn't win. Um, that's, they were really good. Uh, we snapped it my freshman year. By my my junior year, we we had swept them, um, and then I was lucky enough. My very first year as a head coach was Leo's last year as head coach. Mm. So I was able to to coach against them as an assistant coach against them as, as head coaches. Um, we flipped the script. I think my record against U of A was forty one and one. So we wow. flipped on U of A. Um, but uh, Leo was unbelievable. I mean, I, I can't say enough about the the culture and the environment that he created he made hockey at the tcc on fridays and saturday nights the thing to do in tucson for probably a good span of 15 20 years um, it was really impressive i want to get to that in a minute but i'm guessing that the the key to snapping the streak against u of a was the goaltending right oh absolutely it was, all, it was absolutely the goaltending um it was it was it was it was funny that the, the game that we we beat them was at Oceanside. They beat us the night before, like seven to one. It was the first time at ASU I got pulled. And then the next day we beat them, uh, we beat them four to one. It was so cold at Oceanside that when uh, we dumped the Gatorade bucket on our coach's head, that, that a block of ice came out of it and hit him <laughs> in his head. So that, that was, that was another memorable U of A moment. What do you remember? Because I, I, I went down very early in my tenure in Arizona. What do you remember about games at the TCC while they were in the while the Ice Cats were in their heyday? It was it was anarchy. I think <laughs> of like a Oakland Raider game in the Tucson Convention Center. That's what it was. You know, if if, if I went a whole game without getting hit with a, a quarter or ice or a beer dumped on you, and, and like they wouldn't even do anything about it. Like it was just. Complete anarchy, unbelievable environment, great fans. Um, he won a lot of games in 32 years. And um, I mean, think about like when he did it, the era that he did it. And and I like a full belief that it's all linked, like where we are today links back to him starting that program in Arizona. Um, it, it is linked. I mean, he, he hired Jeremy Goltz as an assistant coach when Jeremy stopped playing for him. Then Jeremy got me into coaching at ASU. So it, it technically is linked, um, but, but uh, you know, it, we would always go down there and just, and just be like, this is incredible. Like, this is like a pro atmosphere. This is a yeah. better than division one atmosphere in production and ESPN radio and all the stuff that he did. Um, he, he just gave it so much substance. Uh, it was, it was amazing. And we always thought one day, maybe we can do this in Tempe, you know, and it happened a long time later, but we're doing it. Did he influence in any way the way you shaped the club program when you took over at ASU? Yeah. I mean, he, he, the, the professionalism that he, he gave U of A definitely laid a, a roadmap for me. Um, I always believe that, 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 I mean, club programs, part of the, the gist is, is some kids run the programs and it's student athlete ran, but the best ACHA programs are not student athlete ran. They're, they're ran by adults that run them like businesses and, and provide some leadership and business acumen and just let the guys play hockey. That's what Leo did. So where for so many years at ASU, it was kind of a student ran organization and it was so far behind where he was at U of A. And um, so, yeah, he, he, he did in many ways uh, provide a, a roadmap. Well, we can't thank you enough for, for joining us and sharing a little bit of his 
legacy with us and you know as a wildcat to just my two there it is there <laughs> my, it is my two cents is you know even when i was there people would still refer to them as the ice cats and and yeah. you just you just know that was because of him so yeah. you know we thank you for sharing your memories with him and we'll you know as a community hope to honor him here yeah in it's my pleasure my honor he was he was a really neat guy awesome thank you so much thanks greg thanks guys thank you again to uh, coach powers for sharing you know his story it's really cool to see how it that like leo trickles down all the way down to you know asu hockey being an ncaa program and coach powers being a part of it yeah you're a u of a graduate pd you have u of a ties too right i do i actually you know you know what struck me about that interview it felt a lot like when you know we're talking about the football programs u of a makes its living on you know all those wins it got against asu in the dark ages and ASU has dominated the series recently, but U of A still crowing about stuff that, you know, happened before, like, the internet and I don't know. Before the internet? I, I, I threw that out there. <laughs> before they had electricity and running water, that U of A team was pretty good. Pretty <laughs> well, good. Mighty just good. talked about know. him talking about, like, getting beers, like, spilled on them. Oh, and, awesome. they were, like... and, the, and then he says, great fans. Like, yeah. <laughs> after someone's throwing something at you. Old-time hockey. Gotta yeah. love it. Yeah, good stuff. It. But it it it's just cool, and you know, a really great testament. Um, and and you know, like people and this whole community carrying on the legacy of hockey in Arizona. So that's really special to me. And you know, and ja- uh, PD Son Jackson and I worked together for U of A hockey, formerly the Ice Cats. So it's a small mm-hmm. small hockey world. Small world, it really is. But we appreciate Coach Powers um, for coming on and talking with us. All right, Craig, we'll let yeah. you and your smudged camera go. They just called uh, for couples, the couple skate, Petey. So I'm going to go down, strap on my rollerblades <laughs> yeah. and get going the here. Couple skate. That's what it looks like. It looks like you're at the roller rink back in 1984. Exactly. Lee has no idea what that is. Nope, like, nope. Couple skate. And you go like, no, when you go hide by the foosball table. Exactly. And the, and is, it like, is it like the kiss cam, but like yeah. in real life? It was like teenagers. Like, oh, you got to hold hands with a girl. And you got the big comb skate. sticking out of your back pocket. The one <laughs> with your name <laughs> on it. He has no clue. Her mom nope. would. But she has no idea. <laughs> I got Adrian nothing. Drove my 10 speed <laughs> to the roller rink. Yes, I did. So, All right, Craig. <laughs> All right, guys. We, we'll I will see you. see you tomorrow for Chris Peters. Yes. Peters to that talking one. more hockey. Really looking forward to that one. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Live on the internet with two Peters. Can you say that? <laughs> <laughs> Out of context <laughs> quotes. Goodbye. Uh, <laughs> Just removed. <laughs> Just removed. Oh, Just my remove goodness. Oh, uh, my yeah, goodness. with Chris Peters, we're going to talk a lot about World Juniors because he actually watched it from there. So it'll be firsthand Logan Cooley, Connor Bedard. Kind of looking forward to hearing about what he had to see. Yes, me too. That, um, that is Wednesday at 11 a.m., a.k.a. tomorrow if you're watching this live. NHL oh, yeah. Draft it and Prospect Analyst Chris Peters. Yeah. At 11 a.m. on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. So subscribe, hit the notification bell so you don't miss that one. We're going to ask him about, he, yeah, like Craig said, he was at the World Juniors, like actually there. We'll ask him about Logan Cooley. We'll ask him about Dylan Gunther. We'll ask him about Connor Bedard, uh, the other Coyotes prospects, and also prospects to look ahead for in 2023. It's it's that time. Let's get her going. We're going to talk prospects. Um, we're there. So. Excited for that conversation. Yeah, I am too, to because this is, we, we keep talking about the rebuild and what's going to happen. And let's get somebody that knows what these guys are and the boots on the ground guys. So I'm really looking forward to hearing what he has to say about Absolutely. the tournament and, and also these other draft picks and, and just prospects in general. So yep. should be a good show. Yep. Absolutely. And Petey, we haven't had an 11 a.m. show in a while. Maybe after we'll go grab lunch at Chop Shop. Because you missed out on, so I also missed out on Monday. We got our chop shop delivery, but I ordered it and saved it. And I gotta say, it reheated so well. Like this bowl, I got so I got the the ses. I think it was like the sesame steak bowl. So good, so good. And chop shop is also gonna be there on Friday at the PHNX Tea Party. Seriously, with food. So what? if you've never tried chop shop, by what? the way, their their lemonade unreal. Um, yeah, like I can't believe how many of our partners are going to be at this tea party and how much free stuff there's going to be. Um, it's it's seriously 
amazing. So check out Chop Shop. Um, they have locations all over the valley. Great food, really healthy also. Um, but check them out. I Like I said, try the lemonade, try the bowls. They're really great. And uh, check out Chop Shop and check them out this Friday if you'll be at the tea party. Um, and I also, we need to talk about underdog fantasy. Um, Petey, we've, we've kind of, you and I have tried to include other people in this. Um, and then we keep losing as a result. So you, we, we, need, we need to go head to head again. Just to kind of yeah, like it was refresh. your idea the last time. So one of us, I know. Can, that's a good idea tomorrow. Well, that's, that's I know. let's do it a, a two person because yeah, it didn't go. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So we're of course the people that about, know about hockey should do better at hockey, right? Yeah. Do that hockey. Yes. But you know what? Underdog just makes it so easy that you don't need to know about hockey to do it um which is great because they have all sorts of other sports you can do daily fantasy drafts for which is of course what we're talking about um it's really 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 fun on underdog to do this it couldn't be easier to do it with one other person four people six people ten people whatever it is um it's re- daily fantasy is really fun you don't have to manage season long fantasy and then you can also play the pick'em game which is really fun too just you know more picks you add the more money you can win you can buy insurance so if you miss a leg you're good to go just pick higher or lowers that's very simple as well i like when things are simple i like when i don't have to make crazy hard decisions and that's what i like about underdog fantasy um and right now check it out uh it's super super fun super easy to use we got nba NFL, NHL, all of it in full swing. So it's a great time to get underdog. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Sign up with the code PHNX and underdog will match your first deposit up to $100. All right, Petey. We talked about the Coyotes moving down in the standings. Yay. We kind of talked about the upcoming schedule already, but it does help me to see a visual of what they have ahead. So let's go ahead and check out the upcoming schedule. Oh. Oh, <laughs> you know what? It's you know with the, the Defan Lock who is producing the show today. Like he couldn't he just put the week? Did he had to put two weeks up? Because that is just I asked. Daunting. I specifically asked him to. Oh, that yeah. is daunting. Look at all of those games. And like like we said, those oh. away games are not. No, they suck. Minnesota, Winnipeg, suck. and then come home for two and then Dallas isn't super far, but still you're crossing time zones. It's a two hour flight and, and you're in a new time zone. Friday place, and it's another back to back. This schedule is just horrific. Can you imagine flying to Minnesota and Winnipeg this time of year? Maybe let's not even talk. We're talking about the teams. Let's talk about yeah. the weather. It's January. Yeah. Ooh. No. And then that, that Dallas back to back, they come, they do come home, but it's to play Vegas. So. Vegas. And Vegas will be sitting here waiting for him. It's so unfair. This schedule is really, really hard and it doesn't get any easier. And the wins, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe Ottawa. I mean, they, they played Minnesota hard, but they struggle against them. I, I, I mean, they don't win. They play well, but I, Winnipeg, the only hope is veggie. I mean, maybe, maybe Ottawa, maybe Detroit. Uh, otherwise, I could see another six losses. Which is that the worst thing? I've been, so I've been running tank. We talked about this the other day. Craig yeah. and I have been obsessively running tankathon simulations, um, but I like to do them over the days because the standings change after every game. So I ran a couple yesterday, and this is what I got: Coyotes sixth, Coyotes first, Coyotes fifth, oh. Coyotes first, Coyotes Whoa. fifth, Coyotes first. So it was like they were wow. just bouncing up and down. So the closer we can get them to the, you know, maybe Coyote's third, Coyote's first. That's what I'm looking for. And hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we will get lucky. I'm still praying. I'm still hoping. We might have to call upon some experts to to look ahead and look in the cards, literally. Um, but yes. Great idea, by the way. Just we saying. need all the luck we can get. And you're right, Leah, but when you're doing those simulations a week ago, they were not getting any first. So no. by slipping a couple of spots. It makes a difference. More likely. I'm makes a difference. You. So I know it's hard, you know, six game law. It's it's harder for the players and it's harder for the staff than it is for any of us. But you know, as fans and as people who talk about this team every day, it it, it does get it does get tough um in the drudges of things, but they are giving us positives to talk about as well. So yeah, Leah. You know what, though, I'm going to say something. It, it does. It does for the for the players and the the staff and the coaches and the fans and everybody involved. It is hard, and you lose 12 or you lose 15 or you, whatever it is that you lose. But guess what? 
come June, no one gives a shit. Like it's June, you're golfing, it's sunny, <laughs> and you're like, oh, we lost games. You're past it. And I know if you can just get through that moment, the window of time that is now, if you can get through that, it won't matter. The draft is the draft pick is going to matter so much more than this losing streak and the way you feel right now. It is going to be infinitely more important because it could last for another decade. It could turn this franchise around for, for infinitum. Like, so it's so important. This really doesn't matter. And I know we want to say that these wins and losses matter, but right now they need to lose games because they need one of these top three players. And then we can be sitting there joining the DNVR staff on a parade down Van Buren. So, or mill, excuse me, mill. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got to keep it in Tempe. And as the chat said, HK HK till draft day. That's the motto. Let's keep it going. And you know what, Petey? At least we all live, and we all, I mean, us and the players, we all live in Arizona. Like it could be worse. It really could, it could be, be in Winnipeg. Worse. It was beautiful today. Exactly. It was beautiful. Um, all right. Well, we already said that Shane is producing us. So. The punch card. Don't know. Oh, oh it's still expired. Still expired. <laughs> God dang it. Where's Isaiah? He's supposed wait. to send us a new one. We got to wait for Sean, but Sean's oh. too depressed. Sean was at, by the way, Sean was at the Buffalo <laughs> Sabres oh, game dude. tonight in Buffalo, and I was heartbroken by a 4 3 loss. Um, uh, I know he had some money on DraftKings. Draft Whoopsie. So. Yikes. Sorry, oh, Sean. We miss you. Yeah. Come back soon. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things you do for job security, though, isn't it? Like, and nobody else knows how to do anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> punch card. <laughs> yeah. No one else knows how to do it. They can't fire me. No one knows how to do the punch card. No. <laughs> um, well, have no oh, fear. Boy. Sean will be back in time for the tea party. He literally like booked his flight so he would be back. And why would he miss this? Because have I not said enough about all of the people who the are going to be there? Um, just, and I didn't even mention there's going to be Mountain Mike's pizza. Like they're just going to be giving away pizza slices of pizza. Yeah. Pizza. Okay. We talked about four peaks who's four peaks presenting samplers, this event yeah. samples. And these aren't the tiny little cups. Okay. That's no. what I heard today from Max. Like this is like a legit sample Four peaks. Fantastic. Chop shop. OGs all going to be there. Plus all the PHNX crew, all of us, we're all going to be there. Big Drive Energy is going to be there. We're going to have a massive screen to watch the Suns game. That's going to be a blast. Um, It's it's just going to be a lot of fun. So come on out. Tickets are $36 a person, $120 for a foursome. Um, By the way, you have until tomorrow to buy your tickets. So no more procrastinating. Get them. You can bring your kids. Can you get them on game time? I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry no, but you can get them in the link, the link below in our the description, Petey. Um, and bring it is going to be fun. Bring your kids. It is There's going to be a free kids clinic for kids ten and under. Like I just <laughs> what? Bring your kids. I'm, no, because I'm really good around kids. Yeah, I'm not saying for you. Nobody. No, like, a, bring your kids go and pass man. them off to Petey. He'll babysit them while you play golf. Um, join us yeah. <laughs> <Mr>. <laughs> this Friday at Dobson Ranch Golf Course uh, for the PHNXT party. Of course, that's presented by Four Peaks. Like I said, check the link in the description to reserve your spot. It's going to be so much freaking fun. Um, and you know who else would be there? Illegal freaking Pete's because <laughs> my homies. Um, I had illegal Pete's for dinner tonight. So shout out PHNX Sons. They took a field trip to Tempe to go to Illegal Pete's and they brought me back a bowl. I got a chicken rice bowl with fajita peppers and pico de gallo and sour cream and cheese and chips their chips underrated unreal and their queso and i brought some home i can't wait to heat up that queso and eat more after our show um but oh i love illegal pete so much and they have such good margaritas too didn't have one of those tonight um but check out illegal pete's if you've never been there or if you have and you know we talked about tucson a lot there's an illegal pizza there as well it was a big part of my college experience so check it out they have everything you need if you have dietary restrictions if you're you know looking to eat a little healthier you can tailor your order to ingredients that fit your needs Um, super super fresh ingredients and you can eat pizza just for the health of it it's our go-to spot for burritos friends beers good times so check out illegal pizza all right pd and now I'm excited to go eat my chips and queso. So let's get let's wrap this up. That's Anything your leftovers. Else? You have leftovers. I do. 
No, I, I did, did update the chat. Um, my in-laws are gone. They are. They are gone. But eight, 18 days, not like anyone was <laughs> counting. 18 days, three puzzles. <sighs> yeah, there was the, the, there was the big PD side about the in-laws, now not peace about the game. In the house. And a good bath to the game. Barrett Hayton was good. Fish was good. Chick and the ghost were good. Um, and there were some bright spots tonight. Yep. Let's see if they can get the mullet magic going on Thursday. Thursday. Yep. And we'll talk about even more bright spots tomorrow. We'll talk about the future, um, which is my favorite thing to talk about in regard to this team. That's what it's all about. Um, and Chris Peters, like we mentioned, will be joining us live at 11 a.m. tomorrow. That's Wednesday, the 11th. Uh, Chris Peters, 11 a.m. PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Subscribe and follow PHNX Sports across all social platforms as well. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter. And you can follow all of us on Twitter at S. Peters Hockey, at Leah Merrill, at Craig S. Morgan, at Shane Deef. Um, and also watch PHNX Bets Daily Monday through Friday at noon for really good bets, unlike the ones that we yeah, give out on this show. The beef unlocked <laughs> is that he's on a heater. Yeah, yep. Don't and, listen to me. And and shout out Sean underscore to pause our our regular producer who co-hosts PHNX Sun Devils with Shane and Totri. So check that out as well. Just support the PHNX family and follow us on Twitter at PHNX underscore Coyotes. Like, subscribe, follow, leave our podcast or review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll see everybody bright and early. Not really bright and early. But in about 12 hours <laughs> tomorrow. Um, but until then, everybody enjoy the rest of your night and we'll see you soon.